0: section eleven of the life of viscount palmerston by lloyd charles sanders this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela Nagami. chapter six the spanish marriages eighteen forty six part one though lord palmerston had apparently won all hearts during his visit to paris it soon appeared that he had only effected a momentary reconciliation with Louis Philippe and Guizot. This was but natural. They could hardly fail to fear and suspect the statesman who had so completely ruined their Egyptian policy in the past, and who was pretty sure in the future to treat certain matrimonial schemes which they were pushing forward in Spain in a very different spirit to that in which they had been regarded by the pacific aberdeen it is unnecessary to discuss at any length the earlier stages of the spanish marriages the first conclusion arrived at was this when the regent christina proposed that her daughter isabella should marry a french prince louis philippe declined the proposal from fear of the jealousy of england but at the same time insisted that the choice of the Queen of Spain must exclude a member of the reigning families of Europe and must be confined to the Spanish Bourbon. The Bourbon candidates ultimately resolved themselves into Isabella's cousins, the sons of her uncle Don Francisco de Paula. but both of them were disliked by Christina, especially the younger Enrique, who had taken part in progressist intrigues and had been sent into exile. The elder brother, Francisco, Duke of Cadiz, was politically less objectionable, but he was notoriously effeminate, according to Christina, not a man. And Palmerston afterwards described him an absolute and absolutist fool. Isabella was known to contemplate the idea of marrying him with the utmost repugnance. Aberdeen thought that Don Enrique was the less objectionable of the two, but he informed the Spanish ambassador that if it should be found that no descendant of Philip V can safely be chosen, it would be no cause of displeasure to Great Britain if they, the Spanish government, were to select a prince from some other family. Lord Aberdeen's conduct, if somewhat unnecessarily yielding, was at any rate in the highest degree straightforward, and so far the conduct of Guizot and his master had been quite above board. But in 1845 it appeared that although the French court had no wish for a marriage between the Queen of Spain and one of the Orleanist princes, they were most anxious to secure her sister and heiress for Louis Philippe's youngest son, the Duke de Montpensier. This step looked very much like an attempt to secure the Spanish throne. Tours. Footnote: Guizot's expression to Monsieur Bresson, the French minister at Madrid. End footnote. But Guizot denied emphatically that there was any hidden end in view and on the occasion of the queen's visit to Louis-Philippe at Eux in September of that year, he voluntarily promised Aberdeen that the Montpensier match should not be proceeded with until it was no longer a political question which would be when the queen was married and had children how far louis philippe and his minister would have kept faith with aberdeen if the eligible bourbon had been forthcoming for isabella it is unnecessary to inquire at the same time it is only just to say that they gave some indication to the english minister of their contemplated volte-face on the twenty seventh of february eighteen forty six a memorandum was written by guizot to be shown to aberdeen in which it was declared that if the marriage either of the queen or of the infanta to a prince who was not a descendant of philip v became probable and imminent france would consider herself free from her engagements and at liberty to demand the hand of the queen or of the infanta for the duc de montpensier Upon this memorandum, Guizot laid considerable stress when afterwards accused of underhand conduct. But it should be observed that the language was studiously vague, France being left sole judge of the probability and imminence, and that the memorandum was only read to Aberdeen. No copy of the document was left with him, and so little importance did he attach to it that he said nothing about it to mr bulwer our minister at madrid or to his own successor lord palmerston now the candidate other than a bourbon alluded to in the memorandum was prince leopold of Saxony-Coburg. louis philippe affected to be greatly afraid of him on account of his family connections his brother was king of portugal and his cousin prince consort of england aberdeen however did his very utmost to calm his susceptibilities on the point he actually acquainted guizot with the fact that christina not for the first time was trying to secure prince leopold for her daughter and had even made a formal offer to leopold's father through mr bulwer and he sent the most ample assurance to Guizot that the English court would give no support to the candidature. It appears incredible that Louis-Philippe can ever have considered the Cobourg marriage as really imminent, and it is difficult to see that any real excuse can be made for the complete change of attitude adopted by the king and minister almost simultaneously with the formation of Lord John Russell's ministry the condition that the Montpensier marriage should not take place until Isabella had had children was allowed to drop out of sight altogether, and it was determined that the luckless queen should marry the Creton Don Francisco. It is true that the turpitude of the two conspirators was not as black as it has sometimes been represented. Francisco was practically the only Bourbon left. As far as they were concerned, his brother being intimately connected with the anti French party. And the fact that for many months they had actively supported another candidature, Count Trapani, is inconsistent with the charge commonly brought against them that their idea was to force the queen to marry an incompetent husband so as to place Montpensier on the throne, Baron de Tours. Toward the English government, however, they acted with the grossest treachery. When Bresson, the French minister at Madrid, acting on his own responsibility, obtained on the 12th of July Christina's consent to the Cadiz alliance, on condition that the infanta should simultaneously marry the Duke de Montpensier, he was rebuked and apparently disavowed, but only on the ground of Simultaneite. As Guizot subsequently pointed out to his master, Christina would only accept Caïs with Montpensier for a pendant, and to ensure success, it must be understood that as soon as one marriage was completed, the second must be discussed and arranged. End of section 11.